afford to be. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Rock Solid, your comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. I'm Gary Lucy. And across from me today is... Matt Belknap. <laughs> and Matt, usually you're not across the board from me. Usually yeah. I am to your left. Right. But today... This is rotated. Guest, well, guest configuration. Guest configuration. <laughs> yeah. We're all, all turned around here. <laughs> Messed it all up. I'm <laughs> so sorry, guys. Uh, so that person... Yeah. Hi. What if, someone, what if someone right now at home was like, oh, that's, that's... And then they guessed it. Oh. Again, they can always see the name of the episode. <laughs> it's never a surprise, and you always want to be a surprise. Matt, Matt always tells me that. He always says, they're going to know because when it pops up in their iTunes feed, it's going to say who it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, it is me. It is me. And me. <laughs> and me. Yes, everybody, uh, a big, uh, warm, rock-solid welcome for Melissa Etheridge. Hello, Melissa Etheridge is here in the flesh. Melissa, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't, I've never heard you on one. I assume you don't do a lot of them, so thank you for uh, doing ours. I I don't do a lot of them. I only do the ones that I think are really super cool. Oh, and, oh nice. yeah. Well, so, that means and, well, and, you and you're still here. Okay. <laughs> that means a lot. And I want to tell a, a quick personal story at the top of the show. Okay, get us rolling, and then I'll let you steer. But okay, the year is I want to say ni- 1996. I think it is. All right. I'm working at the post office up in Portland. Dreary day, end of December. Uh, music fans, we live for it. We have these moments where. Maybe it happens once every two or three years where you hear a song and it just it just shatters your molecules and puts them back together and you're like, whoa. And I'm 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 there in my case, I'm getting my mail ready to go, and I'm listening to the uh the Mark and Brian Christmas show uh that year. And Melissa comes on and she sings Happy Christmas War is over, and I'm like, Oh my god. I bet I had to go sit down. That was amazing. <laughs> I've heard that I mean I'd heard that song before and I've heard yeah. it before, but just somehow that do do you remember that day? Do you remember what that was like? I do. I remember saying I, I did a lot for Mark and Brian. I love that show. They um mm. they were very supportive of me my whole career and they've just been been awesome. So uh they had a, a Christmas show I remember going on and I remember thinking all of a sudden when I had like a hit, they're like, Well now you have to do a Christmas song <laughs> Like Oh, because you know they're always gonna want, you know, to play at Christmas. I'm like, Well, all right, well what a I don't want to do a Christmas song because I thought, what's the anti-Christmas? Oh, it's John Lennon yes. is the anti-Christmas song. Is the, you know, what are we doing? Well, you know, so this is Christmas. Yeah. And I thought, let's do this. And I was on the road. I said, let me do it live because that was my favorite. And my Bruce Springsteen, yeah. you know, hearing him sing, yeah. you know, Santa Claus is coming to town. It's like, I want a live, yeah. live Christmas song. So in July, <laughs> I was recording in Columbus, Ohio. And I... um I did a recording of it with uh, – we, we pulled uh, lights out and we did a whole recording. So there's a live recording of it in Columbus, Ohio. But for Mark and Brian, I probably did it live at that time. I believe so, yeah. sang it right there. Oh, that's yeah. good to know. I'm going to track that down on uh, YouTube. That's yeah. fantastic. And then since then, you've actually recorded an entire Christmas album. Yes. You've, I have. You said, for, I'll do it. You know, <laughs> I, I did because yeah. I thought, okay, I can do it. I can do it my way. And, right. and about half of the songs are original. Yep. And they're really my idea of – what I think you know, this whole Christmas thing is, <laughs> yeah. right? And so it's really fun to kind of – I've been playing under the radar for a while. It's, it's funny you bring that uh, song up, Gary, because um, I saw Melissa at uh, the Kodak Theater. You were the first act mm-hmm. to ever play the Kodak Theater. Isn't I, that cool? I was at that show. Uh, our intern, Garen, he was also at that show. And you played that song there, and my wife – was totally wiped out. Tears oh. the whole time. She's like, I don't know if I... Day for anyone. Because if I'm pretty... I could have my time frame wrong, but I think that was... 
post 9-11. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was right. Oh, so that was, was she was just, just like, we need to go home and see our daughter. <laughs> like, I think the show's almost over. Can we just hang a couple more songs? So, uh, yeah, that just wiped her out oh, completely. Cool. So, nice. uh, thank you. So let's, um, Oh, I have a I have a Melissa Etheridge story too, kind of. Oh, cool. I, uh, I like this. this I have about, a bunch of them. <laughs> so, this was Good. about. That's uh, why we brought you here, <laughs> right? This was about fourteen years ago, and I was doing. Uh, I just moved to LA, and I was doing uh, PA work for. I was an office PA, and they sent me to Studio City to pick up lunch at Chin Chin's. <gasps> so I'm downstairs in Chin Chin's, and it's just me, and I'm waiting for the order, and I look up the stairs, and coming down the stairs. Is Melissa Etheridge? I know exactly where you are. And I'm like, oh, I would, and I'm a big fan, but I can't. I don't. You know, you always say, don't talk to people when they're eating. I'm like, well, she's not eating. She's just picking. And so I didn't say anything. We just kind of stood there, and I was like, I can't believe Melissa. Oh, you were that guy. (laughs) You know, it's funny because sometimes I think I'm standing somewhere, and I'm like, I wonder if anybody knows who I am. And then I think. I wonder if everybody knows why. <laughs> this is weird. And it's because it's strange the people that will just go, right. fuck it. I'm, gonna, I'm sorry. Right? <laughs> no, it's, okay. it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to I'm going to say something. Right. Then there's the ones where the inst- you're like, oh, my God, I hope they don't talk to me. Oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> but most people are really, really cool. Well, that's most cool. people are cool. Yeah. Like I would, I would find it weird. Like if I met Tom Cruise and he said to me, hi, I'm Tom. Because would be like, really? I know. <laughs> I know. I but, know but sometimes I can't assume mm-hmm. that somebody knows who I am. It's a, it's a weird kind of. Uh, uh, assumption right. to make that you know who I am, right? Right. Because yeah. sometimes people don't, but yeah. I, I, I never know. You don't want to yeah. be that person. I'm, I, no. <laughs> I spot people all the time. I, I have like, uh, I, I'm, I'm like super good at. It. They can have a hat on and glasses. Yeah. And I'm this like, town is crawling with them, isn't it? I know. It's like there's, there's Steve Martin. Steve Martin's people. on his bike. There's Terry Hatcher. My wife's like, how do you recognize Terry Hatcher at Remember, the farmers market? We're at the airport that time, and you're like, that guy used to play bass for Foreigner. I was See? like, what? You That's know cool. That. It's That's cool. And I said, hey man, I like your music. He looked at me like, how does that guy even know what's up? But uh, here's a question I like to ask when we have uh, musical guests on. Mm-hmm. What are you, what do you listen to right now? What does Melissa Etheridge have in the car stereo? Oh, it's hilarious. Right this moment, I'm actually going through stuff from my past for my box set. Right? Oh, We're putting out a box set this year. So I actually am listening to the tracks where I went, no way am I going <laughs> to let anybody hear that, right? So I'm going back and digging these things that I haven't heard in 20 years. That's cool. It's crazy. So it's fun to come here and actually talk about everything. That's another reason yes. I wanted to do this. So uh, this is this could be an exclusive. Are we going to have unreleased stuff on here? Yes. And some live stuff? Yes. You don't have a live album. You know, you don't, I know. Isn't that crazy? You have, you have live DVDs, but you don't really have... A live album. And I was the one, I, I thought, you know, Peter Frampton, you know, Frampton Comes Alive. Mm-hmm. Those live records yeah. that I thought, oh, you, you, you come to the certain point and then you put out the live record. And Frampton, his live record was the first I ever heard from him. Sure. Yeah. And you knew, I, I remember going to the show. So I thought a live record was like the ultimate you made yeah. it. thing. Yeah. yeah. Was somewhere in the 80s, it changed. Mm-hmm. And, and and the 90s came, and I was like, yeah, let me do my live record. And they're like, well, we don't really want that right really now. Do that so you know, and the world. record company really, and I was like, well, and I never got to do my live record. And the, I mean, how many times do I hear, you know, you're so much better live. You're so much, you know, live is what, you know, blah, blah, blah. So well, I, I, I need to do one. Yes. I, I think you're great on record, but you, you're you pretty amazing live. Well, that is else. true. Thank you so much. Now, I know when I'm looking at, like, some I written uh, long ago, like, if I think back, I'm like, oh, that was terrible. But when I look at it, I'm like, oh, this is nice, you know, and I, I could see myself trying trying hard and everything like that is it that kind of experience like that's where i'm getting it's a yeah. it's a, kind of a 
it's, it's good therapy for me. Yeah, to yeah. actually, you kind of have to forgive a lot and, and realize, oh my God, I was 24 when I did that. Come on. Yeah. But then I think everyone on the radio is 24 now. <laughs> you know? I'm like, wait a minute. So, so yes, I do. I have a very forgiving ear to it. And, and I'm going to hopefully include either a video thing or a book or something that says, hey, this is, this is why it didn't right. get on because I just felt this was weak and this was too blah, 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 blah. Well, that's what's amazing when you say about in your 20s is how old was Springsteen when he wrote Born to Run? I think like, like 24, 24, 25. 24, 25. Yeah. What the? That's, wow. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I was doing stand up and it's like, well, I wonder what dick joke I had written when I was 25. Does it have staying power? I don't think it does. It was iconic. It was but, yeah, um, but uh, we're late bloomers. I well, think. let's uh, you know what? Let's uh, this would be a good time to uh, let's hear uh, a little bit of music from Melissa's first album from '88. Uh, this is uh, uh, a song I know you know. This is uh, a little bit of similar features. And I do have a question also because I, uh, when I was looking through all the albums, uh, you have uh, you have a co-producer credit on the first album. Uh-huh. You have a co-producer credit on every album. <laughs> yes. As a as a, a, a first time art recording artist, is that a hard thing to get? Oh yeah. Let me tell you how that happened. And it's funny because it, again, I'm right in the middle of uh, unearthing all this stuff. There was an album that I made before this album. It was. My first attempt, I was signed by Chris Blackwell. You know, he signed Bob Marley and yeah. you too. He's the, he's Island, yeah. one of the last music guys left right. at, at that time. So he, he finally, after I was turned down by everybody, he finally comes in and goes, well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Why hasn't anyone else signed you? Come on, you know? And, and so he signs me and then he runs away because that's kind of how he is. And, yeah. and I'm like, okay, now I have to make an album. I don't know. I've been playing solo all my life. I don't know what an album is. I don't know anything. So uh, my manager arranges some stuff and knows this guy and that guy. And I finally end up making a record with a producer named J- um, Jim Gaines. He was uh, the Bay Area, did a lot of Journey, yeah. uh, Steve Miller. And so I go up to the record plant and um, Corey Larios, who used to play for Poco, um, not Poco, right? Who did the, oh, no, dog on it. Anyway, he... Blue Easter Cult? No, 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 no. no. It was a, no, I really wish it was that cool. No, it was like Yacht Rock stuff. Oh, okay. Okay. And and he, um, so he plays. So we make this first album, and I I go back to Chris Blackwell, and I play it for him, and he hates it. He's like, no, that that is not the girl I saw. And I thought, that's it, Mike. That's it. Career's (laughs) over. That was it. It's all over now. And the musicians that I worked with, Kevin McCormick, Craig Cramp, they looked at me and said, Melissa, I know what he wants. He wants to see what he saw in the club. We saw you in the club. We know he wants that live sound. Go ask him for four days in the studio and we'll produce it and we'll just do it. Wow. And, they, and so they brought in Nico Bolas. Mm-hmm. They said, you know, get that, who was just a monster of an engineer. And, and we all shared producing credits. And I realized that was Oh, this is how you make a record. We went in. Everything occasionally is just me singing 
and the mics around me. I, they said we probably need one more song. I'm like, well, I know this song, and I just and they and I just hit the back of my guitar and played it, and they mic'd it. And that that we did it in four days. Wow, that's great. <sighs> did you do you think? Do you think you could possibly make an album in four days in 2013? <laughs> <laughs> I could, actually, I could. I could. Let's I could. Because, yes. Let's because, do it right now. Lock yes. the doors. <laughs> <laughs> because that's, it was the love of playing. It was yeah. being there from morning to night. It was eating bad you know, Chinese food. <laughs> from chin Yeah, from Genghis Khan across yeah, right. the street. Yeah, remember? And, and it was – have you seen the documentary Sound City? No, oh, you no, not must yet. see. You're gonna, Honestly. you're gonna cry. I promise you. Grown men will cry over this <laughs> because it is. It's Dave Grohl just talking about how they made music back then. Yeah. You know, the uh, Fleetwood Mac and how Nirvana came down and recorded at Sun City, which was this, you know, crap hole here in the valley, uh-huh. actually. And and it's this beautiful of of making music, of being in there all day long. So yes, I actually would love to make an album in four days again. Now, do you think? We will hear any of the music that from that first album that wasn't released. That's what I found. You think any of those tracks will be on this box set? Yes, and they're so eighties. I'm it's going like to a smooth like Doobie Brothers. It is. Sound. Oh, it's oh, bad. Nice. It's bad. You, nice. You yes. know what's funny? Cheryl Crow also has a first album that yeah. didn't get released, mm. produced by Hugh Padgham. Oh, okay. Which well, yeah, he produced. I know he went on to produce me. Yes, I am. Two of the big ones. Yes. yes, I can. Yes, I am. Well, damn, uh, can. Yes, well, I, I can. can. You're thinking yes, of Sammy Davis Jr. Well, he always yeah. mixes you guys up. That's, and and your little nice. secret. But uh, so yeah, but she after that was done, she was like, ah, that's really not who I am. I don't want to. I don't oh. want that to be released. So it's great. You have I to. I mean, thank thank God, Chris Blackwell did yes. that because really, it was. It is very eighty. It's very 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 eighty sound. Yeah. So I'm um, I'm very happy for the for the look, career ahead. Look, and, and yes, I've produced ever I've co-produced ever since. That's a long answer. I know. Well, that's pretty cool, though. Oh, cool. To to be able to do that. What a visionary. So, uh, mm. We got so some then, more. Some yeah, well, I want to know. I want to you. Um, where did Chris Blackwell see you? Where where <gasps> where does he see you? He finds me in a lesbian bar. Oh, whoa whoa whoa! <laughs> now, wait a minute. Rock do solid we, exclusive. Yes. <laughs> No, and uh, I was yes. Okay. What happened was um, I was playing. I, that was the only place I could find work. Mm-hmm. I, I came to Los Angeles from Kansas, and in Kansas I played in hotels. Right. You can make a living as a you know playing cover songs somewhere. Sure. It, but in L.A. you have to pay to play. There's no there's no place. To, everybody's playing, so there's no place to make money. And I'm running out of money. Yeah. And I'm going on a couple dates. And I go down to Long Beach, and there's a piano in this in this lesbian bar, right? And I'm like, uh, do you have music? And then, well, sometimes. I, and so they give me a job. So I find work in Pasadena, well, in Pomona and Pasadena <laughs> and, and Long Beach. But um, it ended up for five years I played in, in this club in Pasadena and this club in Long Beach. And I grew a following, yeah. and, I, and I learned how to play. And my manager found me because his wife played soccer with some girls that, you know, you've got to come down to the girls club and uh-huh. hear this girl. And they're finally like, oh, all right. And so he's, he's like, oh, my God. And he says, you know what? You're making a living. Stay here. And he starts bringing record people to me. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. And so the, um, ends up. Chris Blackwell finally after everybody I don't know if it was the gay thing I don't know whether they just didn't know what to I really wasn't like anything that was out at the time but the music the music it doesn't skewer gay it's just <laughs> rock no, and roll music it, that's what you know I was so hoping weird. And that's what finally Chris Blackwell when he walked in and, and I just saw him recently and, and 
I, uh, my partner actually said to him, you know, thank you for signing her. And he said, well, I'm just surprised nobody had. I didn't know what it was. I was lucky to have you. It was yeah, really nice. as tickled as you were. Oh, it was sweet. So he, you're doing uh, covers and uh, originals at this time or all, yeah. all originals? And- no, I was doing covers and originals. Mm-hmm. I had gotten to the point where there were just, you know, favorite songs. I would mm-hmm. do, you know, Pink Cadillac by Bruce Springsteen. I would nice. do some Joan Armatrading. I would nice. do some Fleetwood Mac. But then I would do a lot of originals. It was it was cool. My my whole those five years that I got to play, and that's what people are missing nowadays. I think is yeah. that is that opportunity to play and grow as an artist in front of people, to work it and learn, and then be recorded. Yeah, that's what I, I just uh, listened to Dave Grohl on another podcast, and he was saying that that's what. Uh, Kids just go in the room now with a computer and auto tune. He goes, you don't, they need to go to the garage and they need to play and they need to suck yes. in order to get good yes. and not care that they suck. It doesn't yeah. have to be perfect. Don't be afraid. Yeah. yeah. So I hope someday it can get back to that. I hope we're not well, too I think, far off the edge. No, right now. I think that's what it's sort of like the state of food right now. Mm-hmm. You know, now there's foodies and you go right. to these restaurants and food is just insanely good. And it's actually more expensive, which I think is crazy that fresh food is more expensive than, <laughs> than, pro- than yeah, processed food. Than a box of cookies. Exactly. <laughs> but that's the way it is now. The, the real st- we are all going to start craving you know, the food, the, the television, movies. You know, we're going to want just the – we only have so much time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're going to look for the music that really moves us. Yeah. I think I, – I believe in us that much. Mm-hmm. I think I th- I, th- I think that's true, and that's as as the uh, as a parent of teens. Do you get uh, influenced by their music? What are they? Uh, so much I watch them. Like they don't know. I'm like, what are you listening to? What are you hearing? <clears throat> I love that they can, and I know this. The whole generation can tell the difference between the auto tune and not. Oh yeah, yeah. They they know they know who's doing that. They know they're being sold candy, right? Yeah. And they, they'll eat it for a while, but yeah. they're they're gonna give it up later and they love they'll, I remember my daughter comes to me have you heard this song and it was Dexie's Midnight Runners oh. it was you know come on Eileen I was like yes I know I've heard that once this twice. is my new favorite song and oh, when she fantastic. when she discovers these you know other artists it's, it's really really beautiful I love seeing how they do it how many kids do you have now <clears throat> I have four children and how what are the ages I have uh, the oldest my daughter is 16 wow yeah she's <laughs> awesome my son 14 awesome uh, I'm afraid you're going to get, and you're going to say that one's not. You know awesome. what? You know, <laughs> there's so one we're working on. That then the twins are awesome. They're they're six years old. Oh, it's, a whole, it's a whole other world. Wow, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I have an eight year old. Matt, how old is uh, Zoe right now? Four, I have a four and a yeah. baby, uh, ten months. Then ago. you know, it's we know what that what trip. It's awesome. So uh, now, when you tour, do the kids go along? Uh, they do. the The older ones now are sorry, mom. I'm going to go study in Barcelona. I'm going to oh. yeah, <laughs> that sort of thing. But they but they are not afraid of traveling because Good. I've taken them on the road with yeah. me. They, they know an airport. They know how to get around. They, they love it. The young ones, yes, now they are finally old enough that you know they look forward to a bunk on the bus. Right. It, it's fun. So, yeah, they come out. What an adventure. That's great. Yeah, well, it's like a it's like just partridge like a, family. Yeah, play, it's a play yeah. date on the bus. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the teens, uh, any uh, musical aspirations? Do they have any... Uh, uh, Music. I want to say God-given talent from mommy. Yeah, well, mommy or daddy. It's yeah, true. Well, mommy, that's true. <laughs> so that's right. Well, that's true. Remember that? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, they they do. They music is in their life. I don't know because they've seen the music business yeah. from the inside out. They don't have that. Oh, you know, dream because yeah. they see how much hard work yeah, it is. Yeah. 
So they have a very large respect for it, and it's it's a way that they communicate and, and that we communicate. We love working through music. I don't know if music will be what they pursue. I don't know. Okay, cool. Do they play instruments, though? Or? Yeah, yeah. They oh, play cool. piano and guitar and uh, violin and all kinds wow, of things, cool. yeah. So uh, now the first time I heard Melissa Etheridge music, I was, uh, I was doing stand-up comedy. I was in uh, Omaha, Nebraska, and a song came on the radio called Ain't It Heavy. Huh. And... Uh, and I, I went crazy for that song. And um, so I go to the record store and I said, hey, I'm looking for this song by Melissa something. And they go, oh, yeah, it's over here. And they, they bring me the CD and uh, Melissa's topless on the CD <laughs> and, um, from the back. But yes. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to buy this. And I bought it and, it and I loved it so much. And then I found out there were two more albums that came out prior to that. So I got to work nice. backward. And then I've worked forward since then. Wow. But let's hear a little bit of Ain't It Heavy because oh. I love this track. And that song also got you a little bit of an award. Yeah. Your first Grammy Award. Oh, that was crazy, yeah. That's great. Nominated 15 times, <laughs> and you have two wins. <laughs> that means I've lost 13 <laughs> times well, to Cheryl Crow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what's it like when, when you go to the Grammy? Were you there? Did you go? Because I know, yeah. I think I, Pat Benatar, I think, won four times and had never been to the Grammys. I think she had kids, and they just oh. didn't go like four times. Well, that's crazy. No. Yeah. Going to the Grammys is fun. The first time I won, though, it 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 wasn't on the air. It's funny. My category has had a strange relationship. It's the it's the rock female category. Yeah. And the first year it was um it was it was me and Tony Childs. Remember her? Yeah. Oh, yeah Sinead yeah. O'Connor and then Pat Benatar and uh, Tina Turner who mm-hmm. won. And and it's been like this crazy. Of thing that that w- I've lost on air before, but I've never. <laughs> That's no good. I've never won on air. They they it was off. You know, it's one of those that they do in the in the pre telecast. Yeah. And now they don't even have it. Now now, you can, now, a, now it's the guys and the girls are all together. Yeah, right? it's best rock yeah. performance. Rock is such a second-class citizen, though. Tell me about it. The music world these days. We gave birth to you. What are you doing? (laughs) Have you you and Bruce ever been nominated in the same category together? Yes. Uh, A couple times. He won... He wins. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> those, that's those 15 losses. That's those 13 does, losses. He does win a lot. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. He's humble about it. I guess he's, if you're going to lose great. to someone. Hey, you know what? My, yes. <laughs> I'm okay well with that. Completely better okay. than lo- you don't want to lose I a Tony lost. Child. Her <laughs> 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 hat collection. <laughs> but, but you've won. And then you won again in, I have it written down because I can't remember everything. It was that window song. Uh, Come to my window. Yeah. And, uh, and which my wife has just told me. 
What Come on in. Earth? Oh, it's not me. Oh, Sorry. I didn't bring mine in. Oh, oh, no. oh my God. It's unprofessional. Oh <laughs> Are you getting it? What is that? Is that from? That's from that? Is that Tony Child? That's Tony Child. <laughs> Tony You're called. About me. She's like, hey. <laughs> so uh, actually not come to my window. Uh, it's another song which also has come in the title. I want to come over. My wife tells me when I was putting songs list together <laughs> this week, my wife tells me, she goes, oh, I want to come over. That's the song that does it for me. And I go, what, 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 do you, what do you mean it does it for you? She goes, like, that's, that's just you, you want to get some play. That's, that's the song. <laughs> yeah! And I go, no, wait. I go, wait, no, hold on a second. We have been married for 15 years, and you're telling me yeah. that all I have to do is put that song on, Guys. and that's going to do it? And she said, Yep. So now that's just on a. Yes. I, I, I have a. I wear. I have a yes. stereo speaker on a, on my head, oh my and that just plays. Guys, I'm trying to tell you, don't be afraid of the lesbian. I'm not I am Use totally my not. powers. Do it. I saw you at the. Uh, I saw you at the uh, at the Santa Monica Civic Center. Oh, that was a fun show. And. Um, and uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of girls there. See? A lot of yeah, chicks. There's a lot of and, um, I'm telling you guys, come on, and they're not all gay. A lot of times it's the girls go mm-hmm. girls night out. Let's right. go to Melissa Etheridge yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Come on, I'm telling you guys, buy a ticket. It's worth it. Well, it's hey, it's hard, sometimes it's hard to get some good seats. To get your your fan base eats those tickets up pretty quickly. <laughs> oh, the eth heads. The, uh, That's what they right. call it. The show at the uh, at not meth heads. Eth heads. Sorry, what you said. That's our fan base. The eth heads. Not the meth. Head. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. So the um, so the show at the Santa Monica uh, Civic Center, uh, we had pretty good seats, and mm. I'm sitting there, and these two women walk by, and I look at them, and I and I know who they are, but I can't think of their names, and as they walk by, everyone in the audience, this is prior to the show starting, everyone turns to look as they pass, and then I go, oh, and it was Rita Wilson. Oh, with Tom, Tom Hanks oh, and it was uh, Steven Spielberg <laughs> and Kate Capshaw oh, and it was just weird to look from my vantage point and watch everyone then watch them <laughs> go to their seat and Tom <laughs> Hanks had the uh, the castaway beard okay. yeah. he was in the middle <laughs> of yeah he did not look great <laughs> well, oh, no, they're good friends they're, they're sweet they're, they're some of the nicest yeah. people in the show yeah. Yeah. They seemed good. so those were the three nice. guys there that night me, Tom Hanks <laughs> and Spielberg. it was Mogul's Night but Out they got lucky too I'm telling you I'm sure they did they got Play, as you guys say nowadays. Well, let's listen to a little of the song that gets my wife crazy. This is uh, I Want to Come Over. With the consequence. <laughs> when you write yes. that, you just know to go, yeah, Uh-oh. that's good. That's, I'm going to be in trouble later. <laughs> what's, what's it feel like to be packing that kind of instrument like that, just to have that voice? I'm so jealous. I, can, I cannot sing a note. No, I can't and sing just a note to have, either. you know, I just do to know in that the you car, can do that. 
I'm very grateful. When I was a kid, though, I used to have to be in the back of the choir. The, the choir director's like, I don't know what to do with you in that weird oh, voice. Really? <laughs> just too big. Because, yeah, just get back there. Well, what is, uh, is there a warm-up before? What, what do you do to keep the instrument uh, uh, what, pure? <laughs> Good? That's about it. That's you about know it? what? It's a, it's a everyday process, actually. Mm. Um, it's, it's what I eat. Okay. It's it's how much sleep I get. It's I have to take care of it like uh, an athlete would mm-hmm, mm-hmm. their body because because I use it. Very, I mean I, oh, I'm singing really hard and rock yeah. and roll and I and I have to stay. I physically have to stay healthy. I can't. Every time I hear of a an artist that like had to cancel their tour, I'm like God. I know what they're doing. They're eating after show food. Mm-hmm. They're staying up all night. They're mm-hmm. drinking alcohol. Is awful yeah. for your voice and mm-hmm. your body. Yeah. And so I had to to. Take on, especially breast cancer, you know, eight, nine years ago now was was really what set me on. The, OK, it's about I got to be healthy now. Yeah. I, I've, I've taken it far enough. Now this is it. And that's what I do. And you are healthy now. Yes, completely cancer free. Great. Thank you very much. Awesome. The um, yeah, because um, like when I go see the who now, Roger Daltrey, he's older. You know, and uh, but he's he's always been physically fit. Yeah. It looks like. But it still takes him about five songs until it's really it really hits it so do you have that are you because with you when i've seen you you seem to be hit the ground running and it sounds great well i usually i warm up during sound check Mm -hmm. you know sound check i we i like to play the guy we 20 minutes of kind of singing not full Mm -hmm. on but just warming up and then talking and 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 then no, I, I've never been like a warm. I don't. You're not going to hear that back in my. No, I just. I don't. I might. Uh, you should. You but should I never don't. have to hear that from anyone. <laughs> I don't even want to hear Josh maybe, Groban maybe, do that. <laughs> maybe Groban. Maybe what's your, <laughs> what's your uh, regimen like? Do you like uh, avoid dairy or, uh, yeah. or you do some? It's uh, it's an alkaline based. Uh, Diet. I, I, I don't. It, it's just a, a lot of batteries. The way you? I live. I know. Isn't that funny? Alkaline. <laughs> but the, we are like batteries are as human beings. Oh, interesting. And it our body requires at least 70 percent alkaline and and then your 30 percent acid to make it go. Now, our Western diet oop, is completely the opposite. It's, yeah. it's you know, the, the beef, the wheat, the dairy. Yeah. The sugar, uh-huh. you know, all of those things are, are just uh, totally acidic. Mm-hmm. So I just had to look at how I approach the way I eat. And now, you know, fish and eggs are the least acidic. They're, they're the alkaline. They're your proteins. And then, you know, I, I build from their vegetables, fruits, whole grains. Those are all alkaline. So the more alkaline you get, then then every, I don't know, Sunday I can have that ice cream Sunday, sure. you know, <laughs> if I want it. You know, and A you, treat. Yes. Moderation. Yeah. And it keeps you in. Rockstars. I know. He's trying. Yeah, rock stars in moderation. We, not, not a whole lot of us. And then what about what about sleep on the road? Yeah, it, that's because uh, when you get off the stage, you have that adrenaline rush. How do you get to sleep? Well, that's where when I can, the medical cannabis comes in handy. <laughs> you know, it's it absolutely. I right. again, I'm not she a has drinker. A from her doctor, Pat. Right, exactly. Right. You know where it I makes can, it all fine. Where it works. That I, otherwise, yeah. otherwise, it takes me a couple hours to wind down, and I talk. I usually talk to the band, and and then I'll, I'll hit a wall. And and I can go to sleep. And and it's important that the way my day is structured that I I'm not I, I get eight hours of sleep. That's Good. part of Stephen's job is to make sure that everything is scheduled that way. Nice. And Steve, Stephen Gurman's here. He helped uh, coordinate this today. So I want, I want to thank you, Stephen. Thanks, what thanks. is what is Stephen's day to day? What what is his? What is your? I don't know. Is he the manager? Is he? He is my executive mm-hmm. assistant manager, tour manager. <laughs> he I can't live without okay, him. Good. He for the past twenty. Five years, 
22 years. Okay. Well, it <laughs> seems three, like 25. Three, three years you lived without him. Yeah, exactly. Like. We're horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. You know how there's a guy who follows Dennis Rodman around and writes checks for like broken windows? Like <laughs> That's that. Steven. That's pretty yes. much him. Yeah. yeah. Can't you see? He's, in, any minute I'm just going to go crazy and he's going to have to. So, uh, so far I've just, I've just been playing songs that people know. I want to play a song that I love from the Yes I Am album uh, called All American Girl. I, I just love this song. And let's hear a little bit of this. She don't know nobody, nothing. And shit on the street. But these drinks are getting heavy. And these tips are getting weak. And she don't understand why she can't climb out of the sand. Break away. So I also want to ask you, uh, mm-hmm. for Yes I Am and for your little secret, you did work with you, Padgham, mm-hmm. who worked with Genesis and the police. Um, after making three records where basically it was you and the band, mm-hmm. how do you get hooked up with, uh, with, does the record company say we want you to work with the yeah. big producer Yeah, now? this is where it got, I, I did... I did my first record and it did fine. Everyone was very happy. Yeah. It was a gold record, it was great. And then my second record did just about the same. And then my third record, the the naked one, right. uh, mm-hmm. Never Enough, the one actually you cut, did a little less. And it cut, and everyone was like, oh, oh what we, are we going to do? Cut. And Chris Blackwell actually believed. He really, really believed in me. And that's another thing missing in this. Can you imagine an artist getting you know three chances? Three and, albums deep. And, and, uh, and finally, and they're like, come on, we need to make a – we believe in this artist. Yeah. We need to make a yeah. push. And and that's when they said, look, I think we need to jump up and and it changed a lot of my uh, the band. Mm. You know, my, I completely lost my old band, Kevin and Fritz, and it was it it was this crazy change they brought in. Pino Palladino who's the greatest you know <laughs> bass player ever. Plays with the Who, right? Now. Right. Yeah. You know, and they brought it. They really brought in some big guns, and they brought in Hugh Padgham, who mm. who done Sting, who's just done everybody, and 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 they were completely respectful. So I, it, there was never a. Uh, uh, any issue between you and I, he he always his suggestions were right. were completely respectful and, and good, and I really trusted him. Good, and it's uh, and, you know, and I wasn't fishing for dirt. I just no. like, they bring in this producer, and uh, and never enough was a fantastic album, but then this album this goes through the roof, <laughs> six million copies. And so then you have to say, oh, maybe they, maybe, maybe that was a good yeah, idea. Yeah, no, maybe that, was, maybe that idea. was right. Exactly. Yes, and it was. And we did the next one, which did very well. It was too. a big album too. Yeah. Yeah. I also remember when uh, again I'm going to go back to the Never Enough album cover uh, with the, with the topless back. <laughs> I remember when you you were on Letterman and he made it a point to point out that he could see your uh, breast. Yes. He's like, what's this going on here? What's this exactly. there? And you were really embarrassed, if I remember I, the show. It, it was not. I I remember looking at the picture when the when. The the um, art director guy, oh. the photographer, put it all together, and I never saw that part of it. Not <laughs> until we were way down in production, and they made like a poster of it. And I went, "Oh my god, <laughs> they could see that part of my." Oh no, I never really. Yeah. Not I just I was trying to be like Bruce. I thought it'd be cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. you're, you're a nice girl from the Midwest. Know, you can't do it. And also, they glammed you up a little bit. Uh, oh, wasn't that crazy? There. Can it, you tell what they were doing? Well, it was uh, yeah, and it was and um and the the pictures look great, but I just but it doesn't look like you. I know. You know, it's it was like, always a, a, this sort of weird, uh, I wouldn't say problem, but sort of the thing that we, every time I would do an album, the mm-hmm. record company would go, well, do you want to work with another makeup person? A stylist. Or stylist? And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. And, and me, I'm feeling a little weird. This is the end of the 80s. You yeah. know? And yeah. There's 
I, you know, the, what's what's the style? And yeah. grunge hasn't quite hit yet, right. you know. And so I'm I want to wear my flannel and jeans, and they're like, right. mm, maybe you should put something else on. <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? I I've trusted these people; they've been very supportive. And so you, you try some stuff. Yeah, and why not? I did, and there's some you know pretty pictures, and yeah, you know, you look back. It's it just it's yeah, what you it have, is. You have bangs. Isn't it funny? <laughs> I got some bangs. <laughs> I'm a lot of makeup on. Blonde, shiny hair. <laughs> yeah, like when I sit across from you right now, I look at you. This is Melissa. Athens. Hello. Right in front of me. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to talk about because we did play. Uh, I want to come over. Uh, I'm sure you've been asked this before. You've got three videos. We've got tons of videos, but you have three videos. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> come to my window with with, with uh, Juliet Lewis. Lewis. You have. I want to come over with Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow. Paltrow, and you have. I want to be in love with <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. Aniston. And who's missing? I don't have a video with, with Angelina Jolie. I should. <laughs> and were these were these done? I, I don't know Brad Pitt's relationships. I know he was in relationships with all these yes. women. These were post Brad Pitt relationships. Um, it was post for Juliet. only for Juliet. Okay. He, yeah. So and Brad was a huge fan of mine from just even before he he was famous. I actually uh, he worked with a friend of mine, Catherine Keener, on oh, this yeah. little known film. Uh, I don't even remember what it's called. Something it was a crazy independent film that I'm sure you can't find anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and he um, and and uh, Catherine came home and said, "There's this guy who's a huge fan. He's a good friend of mine. His name's Brad. It's his birthday. Call him and wish him happy birthday." I'm like, All right, that's nice. And so I called Brad Pitt, whoever he was, yeah. and you know, wish him happy birthday. And so when he came to L.A., he was just a huge fan. And so he, oh. and so I got to know him, and and he's just became a really good friend of ours. And so when we knew Juliet, and then they broke up, but, but I still knew Juliet. Yeah. And, and the, I was like, well, I know Juliet. If she wants to, you know, I'll ask her. If she, and and so she's like, yeah. So she comes into yeah, it. she's crazy good in that video. Oh, it's awesome. So and, and then crazy. Gwyneth. Gwyneth hadn't won an Oscar yet when right. she – when she did uh, a seven with uh, Brad right. and it was like, Hey, do you want to do my video? Okay. You know, and then finally when it was Jennifer, it's like, it, we even talked, I said, Jennifer, I know everyone's going to go, Oh, Brad Pitts. But, <laughs> come on. And she, cause she, she was a friend of mine. And so yeah. she's like, all right, I'll do it. And okay, cool. So she did that. I just wanted to know the, the story. <laughs> That's how it went down. <laughs> and I'm still calling Angelina, but she, <laughs> she doesn't think it's funny at all. <laughs> no sense of humor. No. Um, when when you did uh, when Yes I Am they brought in you is that when Kenny Aronoff came into the picture also yeah well uh, no that was actually your little secret okay yeah I changed I had a drummer between it was Dave Byer who's actually on some of the cuts on your little secret okay you know I still had Fritz he made the record yeah. Yes I Am but then he didn't too, then I changed right after that and then Kenny was a touring drummer and then Kenny yeah well he he came in during the making of your little secret. And then he he did some tracks. He did. I want to come over. That yeah. is him on that. And then he toured with me till two thousand four. Yeah. When I pick an album up and I hear, if I don't know Kenny Aronoff's on the album, as soon as I hear the drum, I go, "That has oh, got to be." And then I pull out the the liner notes and I go, "Yep, I was right." To be a drummer that you you can tell, yeah, it's sort of like a guitar player when you when you really know that that sound and that the way they play. Yeah, but for a drummer, it's I think it's yeah, more difficult. Cool. But he definitely has his a great snare. Sound. Forget yes. it. Oh my gosh! When we recorded, he brought in a wall of snare drums. Is that right? Wall. It was unbelievable. <laughs> you pull them out. And go, yeah. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. Yes. Uh, let's. Uh, I'm going to jump to 1999 with the breakdown album, and I want to hear a little bit of "Angels Would Fall," mm. and then I want to talk a little bit about John Shanks. Yes. Such a very good friend 
So good. Sounds so it's fresh. Song. <laughs> you really avoided for someone like who started in the eighties. You avoided like that eighty those eighties production <laughs> traps. You know, good for you. It was for, close. John Shanks and I walked yeah. the, walked yeah. the line of yeah. that yeah. because he then went on to become you know the sound of the yes. Uh, well, he he produced the number one album in the country as we record today uh, from Bon Jovi yep. as the number one album in the country. David Bowie, number two. Weird. What, <laughs> what day is it? What, <laughs> <laughs> what year is it that Bon Jovi and Bowie are at number one? I know. That's kind of crazy. But yes. so uh, I, you guys wrote a song together on Your Little Secret. Is that mm-hmm. when you first met him? No, no. John Shanks goes way... John Shanks... Huh, okay, this... John Shanks goes back to my first album, and he was uh, playing in a band with um, Kevin McCormick. Oh, okay. And Fritz Lueck, he was playing in the Uninvited. And when after I made the record, I needed a guitar player to tour. And he said, "Well, and I liked his guitar." I said, mm-hmm. "How about John?" So John worked with me for a little bit, and then he uh, went on and did some other stuff. And then in '93, when Kevin and Fritz left, I remember thinking, "God, I'd love to have a guitar player like John Shanks." And he actually showed up somewhere, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, there you are. So we got back together, and he was writing. He was on a new thing. So from 93 till 99, yeah. he toured with me, and um, then we made Breakdown together. Right. And right after that, he just – he it, yeah, I mean, know, who, Michelle yeah. uh, Branch and just, and, just and went on. And Sheryl Crow and, Everybody. and Van, the new Van Halen yeah. album. I mean, that's that's crazy. Yep. So, so yeah, he, he's, he's in demand. Yeah, so we have – we. We're all of friends, and he's very grateful and really gives me a lot of credit, which is nice. That is nice. Yeah, it's really nice. So uh, let's jump up to 2001 with The Skin. Mm. The Skin CD. That's when I started growing up. <laughs> like, you grew oh. up, but you got a tattoo. I did. Well, see, that's what you do when you grow up. Except I got a tattoo, and it was white. White what was tattoo. It's a tattoo put on the back of my neck. I can't see it. You can't see it. You can't see it. So I basically had the tattoo experience with nothing to show you had for all it. the pain, pain. with yes. the, the pleasure of that feeling. was kind of the relationship. So that I'd just been through. But this, uh, yeah, this album is uh, more stripped down. Really, yeah. just raw. What I wanted to do, really, I was like, I want to do a Nebraska. I just wanted to go do everything myself. And then mm. I, what happened is my world fell apart. I kind of got lost in the digital world. It was mm. just the beginning of being able to use Pro Tools. And I'd never mm. been able to have this much you know, freedom. And I was like, you know what? I want to try. I want to. So a lot of it is, is a lot of drum machine yeah. stuff. It's, it's very small kind of. But um, I'm playing everything. Uh, the, I ended up bringing. Because I learned that I can't play bass, actually. I'm a lousy bass player. So, so I brought uh, Mark in to, to do the bass. And then um, I was like, Kenny, you got you to gotta hit on some of these tracks. And so he added some, some drums. But the rest of it, you know, I, I just I wanted to run away mm-hmm. to my studio every day. And it, that's what I did. It healed me completely through the whole thing. And this, uh, this might, uh, I love this album, but it might be the one that, that stands out a little bit from the, the, the rest of the sound on the rest of your catalog a little bit it's but that's okay to. yeah and, that's, and it works so let's hear uh lover please okay change your mind didn't i love you good didn't i love you right then tell me where are you going dressed to kill tonight oh this one's gonna
And then you take this album on the road and you're also by yourself. Yeah. Live and alone. You played, you did play bass though on that. I think you played I, bass on some songs. No. You did. Are you sure? The positive. Cause I'm a lousy <laughs> bass player. Might've played, uh, uh, you will edit that part out, but you, you, <laughs> played, you played, maybe. you did play keyboard and then yeah. acoustic and then electric. Yeah. And I've seen other artists do a solo show. I felt like I was seeing a band when I saw you do it. I've seen Lindsey Buckingham. I've seen all kinds of people do it. But I don't know how you did it, but it felt like I was seeing a band. Oh, it cool. really did. That means a lot. It, a lot yeah. of it was I had an awesome sound guy, Steve Folsom, who's doing incredible sound. And, um, and I came from that. I came from playing mm -hmm. solo, and I wanted to be with a band. So the, that's why I would play 12-string guitar, which is huge, and, yeah. and use all this rhythm stuff yeah in it so uh thank you that's, a, that's yeah no the energy of the whole thing i it i would have you know if someone just played me a tape of that i'd say well that's not just one person that's uh that's a that's a bunch of people <laughs> cool <laughs> um so in 2004 here's i have some some of these record company questions again oh yeah Come you on. release lucky mm -hmm. and when i look at lucky that's that has multiple producers on it. yeah and as a music fan anytime i see that you i go what that means no, I know, something's going that's right <laughs> then you have a song on there called breathe this is the first I time didn't you didn't write anything, nothing to do with it. So I'm like, okay, record company people are, and are doing some tweaky tweaks here. Then what happened? I got cancer. Yeah, because of those record company people. No, this, it's, it's, that's exactly what's happening. Okay. It's 2000. It's 2000, 2004. 2004, yeah. When the album came out. Right, so it's 2002 you yeah. know, when, when, when I'm making, when right. I start putting it together. And I've been through just a, a horrible divorce and blah, right. all this stuff's happening and and it's it's oh it's you know boys no you know the boy bands and the yeah. those guys insane and, and the britney and the and it's you know record the industry's changing again you know it's yeah. having one of those big shifts and i'm like oh and i'm on the other side of it now wow this is interesting and so you know the different my record company people change chris blackwell's gone he yeah. sold his company i'm now part of this corporation right right I'm like okay i see what i gotta do here you know and 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 i just want to make my music but i, I want to be popular you know sure. i sold six million records oh, you know it's this weird strange time so I kind of go, I, I, I want to make my own music. So I go in, I go in with um, David Cole. We cut some tracks. And then I was like, I started not liking those. And then, I, uh, you know, I want to work with uh, Ross and um, what's his last name? Ross. Ho Hogworth or Ho Hogworth? Ho Hogarth. Hogarth. Yes. Hogwarts. I was calling no. him Hogwarts. <laughs> right. Hogarth. 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 So I worked with him. He was like an engineer and did a bunch of stuff. And I, and, and I was ah, so much about that. And I go back and I do some more tracks with John Shanks. Mm -hmm. and, oh, and, I'm, and I'm playing the tracks of the record company. And they're going, yeah. And, and so they finally bring me, well, we would like you to listen to this other song. And I'm just, oh, I'm just crushed. And I remember having, I remember actually weeping one night. Oh. And, you know, it was, it was hard because you want to, be in the business right it's not your first album you, you're, no you're in the business i'm in. in it you're successful grammy winner yeah yeah you know and and, and it's like no, getting called to the principal's office exactly yeah. and yeah. so you like and they're like well we you know want to support you and mm. yeah and and so i said well let me listen to the song and i listen and it's a fine song it's you know? not it's, no it's not it's not at all uh, a mark on your resume no it's, no it's a it's a it's a it's good a, song but just I, from the first time I bought that album, when I would look through the liner notes, I was like, "Oh boy, 
Oh yeah, boy, you and, you read, and, and you go, you start and, seeing it. And again, as a music fan, I'm like, oh, I would yeah. love to know. And I was right. Okay. And it's tough. <laughs> it's re- it's a it's a very tough time. And I know yep. a lot of artists must go through that. Yeah, and, and a lot sure. don't have to. And I appreciate the ones that I I of course now, well would make a very different choice right. and, and do. And, yeah, now, and, and you haven't I had have, to do that no, since then. I, so it was, you put a Melissa Etheridge <laughs> boot down. <on> that. <laughs> I, did. I said, okay, no more of that. I think it's good for people to hear that, like, like someone who's like an established artist, a superstar, still has these self-doubts. We're, we're talking about oh, the, the uh, Who book, uh, the Pete Townsend book before he came yeah. in and just like, you know, that was kind of a light motif of his life. You yeah. think, oh, he's got it figured out, but you know, he's got, but he's got, he's got, he's got so problems. Um, it helps. Yeah. Now there's a, there's a song on uh, this this song actually this jumped right out at me the first time I heard it on Lucky. Uh, it's Tuesday morning, wow. and instead of me telling, could you want to tell us about, uh, yeah. about Mark Bingham? Well, this when nine eleven happened, mm. I I was on the road. I was in uh, Texas, Dallas, Texas, and uh, I had a show. I'd done a show the night before. I had two nights in in Dallas, and uh, you know. Uh, September 10th was was really fun, and then September 11th we woke up and the world had changed, and we couldn't fly home. I I, I had been flying on this; it was my solo tour, mm-hmm. and I'd been flying, and I I just jumped on the crew bus and we took this trip from Texas to L.A. where all these all these people it was like these travelers were, you know, just lost, and so wow. I and I remember I, and then about four days later I did a show in Long Beach. And it, it it affected me just as anyone else, and, yeah, I, yeah. and and we all you know came into this change. And I thought I want to, I have to create something from this, and I didn't want it. I, I didn't feel all, you know. It, it was it was a it was a very uh, difficult time for me at that time with and, and my country. Yeah, and I saw. When Flight 93 happened and there were the four heroes, I remember reading People magazine, and one of them was gay. And I said, oh, my goodness, this is, you know, this is a chance for our country to write. You know, one in four of us is bound to be gay. <laughs> Look at this table. Here I am. So, and, and so the, they, they, they told the story, the four heroes. And then little by little, as the story, I would see it repeated places the news dropped about him being gay uh, and it was, you know, Mark yeah. Bingham, and it just, and it kind of just was starting to put aside. And then when the federal government released its, uh, who they were going to, uh, compensate for the, you know, the lives that were lost in the, mm-hmm. the towers and they wouldn't recognize any domestic partnerships. Uh, yeah. And then they would, and it started to be, you know, this is where my country's starting to draw the line in this, right. the, the goodwill ends right here. And it, it it made me very sad. So and that's I was actually in Europe when I wrote this song, when they had a very different you know look look on everything. And I I it was very sad and very hard for me to. I said I'm going to tell this man's story. Right. I'm just going to tell the story of Mark Bingham. It's sad and it's hurtful. Yeah, too, I'm sure. I mean, look, I'm a white uh, heterosexual male, wife and kids. Nothing hits me like that. But when I hear this song. I kind of feel what you're going through, and, and yeah, I, and, and and it's a plea to good people like you that wouldn't want that to happen. It's like no, right. no, we there's y- y- you good begets good, no matter where that love comes from. And so, this was my my plea, my my story of you know I'm, I'm, I want to make sure we don't forget mm. this man, don't forget that he's American, right. that, that 
you know, we're your neighbors, we're your friends, we're your family, you know? Right. And, 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 you know, stand up America. We can move past, we can use this to become better, to celebrate our diversity and become the great, awesome country that, that we actually are becoming now, I and believe. T- ten years later, we're still moving, still moving yeah. there. Yeah. Not well, there yet. Bits and pieces. <laughs> but uh, well, let's, let's hear a little bit of, of uh, Tuesday, Tuesday morning. morning. Yeah, and sure. uh, the person uh, this was written for was Mark Bingham. And the things you might take for granted You're an alien of our rights Some might choose to deny him Even though he gave his life Can you live with yourself In the land of the free And make him less of a hero Than the other three Well it might begin to change you In a field in Pennsylvania And now you cannot change this And you can't erase this So, um, oh, Pat, can I jump in here? Oh, I just want to say one more thing. Oh, sorry about that. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, my wife said, if you could only say one thing to Melissa Etheridge, what would it be? I would tell you that that song for me is as good as anything that Bruce wrote on the Broadway. Oh, now totally. I'm gonna cry. Totally. Okay, stop, yeah. No, that's so, uh, it. Really is. It's, well stated. It's just great. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So, thank sorry, you so much. That means so much. That means you know how much that means to me. Well, you know. I'm not. You I'm wouldn't not, have said that. I, I, I mean it. Doesn't say it. Thank you. Thank you. Go ahead. Uh, but but on that score, what you're talking about uh, the the crazy music story of this week is of course uh, Michelle shocked. Oh my God! Has taken a break, <laughs> taken leave of a break with reality or something. What's your reaction to that? And do you do you know her? My partner you, showed me that yesterday. Yeah. She goes, I said, and I went, Michelle shocked. <laughs> wait, wait, Michelle shocked because I remember 1988. It was a, it was a, actually an amazing time in music because all of a sudden there was like a door just went, and all these women. Because I thought, well, I'm going to be the first one. I'm going to, and I went, wait a minute, who are all these? I have so much company, you Because know? it was Tony Childs, it was Sinead O'Connor, Michelle Schott, Katie Lang, and we were all weird and we were all different, right, yeah. and it was great music. Yeah, I mean, all and and that's only you know there was tons of us, Andy Tracy DeFranco, Chapman, yeah. the Indigo Girls, Andy right. DeFranco, yeah, just really cool music. And some of us were gay, and some a lot of them weren't, mm-hmm. and. Michelle Shocked was always one where we were like, well, we know she's got to be like, you know, it's kind of, you know, it was like Katie Lang and, and, and she just had that one record. I never met her. I, I, but I, I'm, I just assumed and I, maybe I shouldn't assume or maybe I should. I don't know. I'm a little confused, but to, then she went away and I, I, it was always, I wonder what happened to, and to actually come back and all of a sudden, but, but religion is a nutty thing and you start getting older and you start looking that I'm not going to live forever and I'm going to meet my maker and you start, well, I better start doing good and all those things I used to, you know, and then I, I tell people if you're gay and you're closeted, Please don't run for public office or do anything in the public because you're just going to end up, you know, hating yourself, and that's right. going to come out on other people. I'm, yeah. That's the end. That's all I'm going to say about. It. Okay. Right. <laughs> the um, I don't know that we're going to get to everything, but I got you have an Academy Award. I know. What you. <laughs> 
you were up against three songs from Dreamgirls and a Randy Newman song. I know. I actually felt bad because I, as a individual, would wanted he, at that point he hadn't won an Oscar, and I go, I don't want to be the <laughs> other one that takes him from him. And the the song he wrote it was for Cars. James Taylor. Taylor's out, and it's a really beautiful song. It's beautiful. I know, but. Too bad, Randy. <laughs> so, so you. Uh, this is. Uh, I need to wake up. It's from an inconvenient truth. And let's hear a little bit of a, a Academy Award-winning song. And as a child, I danced like it was nineteen ninety-nine. My dreams were wild. The promise of this new world. Be mine. Now I am throwing off the carelessness of youth to listen to an inconvenient truth. Very seamless blending of uh, the title. I know. There. That's yeah. almost impossible. If We're, someone gave me that, write a song and put an inconvenient truth <laughs> yeah. in yeah. the song. Believe it's like, me. what? John Wilkes Booth? Because he was telling me, I mean, when he first called me, when he first called me. Who called you? Oh, Al Gore. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just can't, you just can't <laughs> pretend like Vice President Al what Gore. Al? On her iPhone, it said it, the A-Dog. <laughs> <laughs> when Al called, he said, Melissa, I wish I could do his accent. He said, Tennessee, you know, mm-hmm. just that. He's so sweet. Uh, He's a really cool too. guy. Exactly. <laughs> Melissa's well, going to sing. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. And he calls, and he says, um... I'm doing a slideshow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning PowerPoint. All the excitement you would expect and, from Al Gore. Could you send an MP3 over to me? Something original. Slideshow. Okay. He says, and then this company wants to make a little documentary of it. And I thought, okay, it's going to be shown in high schools. This right. is nice, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, and he goes, no, I think you just write a really nice song for it. And I love Al. I, I tell people I got him elected president in 2000. <laughs> Don't know what happened, but, you know. <laughs> but, um, and so he he sent me, a, a, you know, the, the movie when it was done, and I was seriously moved by it, you mm-hmm. know. And, and I wrote the song, but did not expect it to be the amazing you know i I knew that it had a possibility because it really moved me right and so i i just wrote the song that i felt about the the movie and oh he was great and and then the rest happened (laughs) and you were at the academy awards i was that was fun you know what it's just a tv show (laughs) (laughs) but you know i I grew up with it and just thought this you know this is the place to be Uh where they all are And, and clint eastwood walked by me and went like that, you know. I'm like, I can, I can die now. It's awesome. But it's just a TV show. With are you sure he stars. wasn't doing that to an empty chair? No, nope. <laughs> it was me. It was you. Okay. Now all these cool things like that that have happened in your life. This girl from Kansas, mm-hmm. great, amazing people that you've gotten to work with. Like, uh, what, what, like, really stands out? When, what, like, when did you really like oh. step next to yourself and say, "Wow"? Singing with Bruce. Wow. Well, you know, that's well, every time. That's I, your guy. Right? Every I mean, time. Oh yeah. Every yeah. time. I mean, he was. That, that was where the dream came from. Sure. To put on Born to Run. And go, yeah. <gasps> yes. That's what I want. You know, yeah. and. and 
So when when he first sang with me on uh, the Unplugged when we did mm-hmm. Thunder Road together, that that was I mean just sitting. I remember sitting in the the room rehearsing with him, and we're do, I was going to do Thunder Road uh, whether he was there or not because right. I wanted to just say this guy meant a lot to me and this is a song and I wanted to do it. And so when the when MTV said well, you know. Well, is there anyone you want to sing with? I said, well, I've always wanted to sing with Bruce, but, you know, whatever. And they said, well, let's see. I said, right, you know. And like two days later, they said, yes, he said yes. I went, what? And so he shows up, and we're playing Thunder Road, and and, and we're kind of appointing who's going to sing what. And he's like... Well, there's no chorus to this song, is there? <laughs> Just noticed. <laughs> no, Bruce is this one of these times. <laughs> yeah. And so when we went downstairs to start sound check, he goes, where's the band? <laughs> I said, well, Bruce, it's unplugged. It's just me. I'm just going to play solo. Yeah. Really? And he watched the whole thing, and later he did Tom Jode. So I always like to think that oh, maybe I encouraged go. him just yeah. a little. I, you know, it's, it maybe was nice. So. Yeah. yeah. I got to tell you, was, uh, Melissa Etheridge just wanted to talk me into doing Tom Jode. <laughs> exactly. I didn't talk him into it. Just, just oh, I like maybe to, inst- I like to say she did. No. <laughs> how, many, how many times did she have to ask you to do oh, that? She asked me at least a one, two, three, four. <laughs> now, what, um, now, he's that person for a lot of people where it just mm-hmm. means everything. Mm-hmm. And But you're that person for a lot of people like mm. like so so many ways that you're inspirational to so many people what's that like when that with that, that kind of energy coming at you because you're just trying to live your life and everything and you're just trying to be you know like like in an ex- what's it like way. Pat all up in that's you, what i'm trying you know, to get at yeah he's very very respectful no he's Thank great you. and he's getting lucky tonight his wife yeah, right. he's very happy so yeah what is that like i'm sorry oh you no you know it's it's great there's a there's a beautiful thing with people that know me. I see this wonderful, beautiful reflection that comes back, and it comes back from from all of you right here. Mm-hmm. Is and it's one of appreciation and respect, and it's a wonderful feeling. And any stranger who sees me, and my partner will tell you because she's because I keep my head down. I don't. You know, she, she says <laughs> it's really fun to go out with you, Melissa, because mm-hmm. you bring so much joy to people that they just they just you being there, and and that. To to be that in the world, I'm honored. Nice, and I take it very seriously, uh, and you know, and I'm uh, doing my best. And sometimes I <laughs> mess up and fall down, but uh, I, I really I, I, that's more important than than any other thing in my uh, business. Oh, that's fantastic! Great. Cool. That's well, we're gonna. Uh, I could go on and on. I do want to just. We should uh, do part two. We should do part two. <laughs> we love that part two. Um, <laughs> almost ten years uh, to the day from nine eleven, you get. A star mm-hmm. on the Walk of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that fun? It, I just uh, went to visit it the other I was day. Ask if you because you you got like kind of a hot location. Uh, it is right <laughs> outside of the Hard Rock. You walk out of the Hard Rock. Cool. It's right there. So it has been thrown up on <laughs> so many times. You have no idea. <laughs> so you uh, so you were down there to clean it up. Yeah, I, I did. I wanted to see how it was. I went out there. We we were in like at Hollywood Vine having dinner with some friends and I said oh, let's go it was like a Monday night I said certainly uh, won't be busy but it's always busy down there. yeah everything's crazy yeah that, that must be weird if someone sees you I know looking they at didn't your own. they didn't rec- everyone was looking down <laughs> so they didn't recognize me so this is great <laughs> I'm standing well, there you should have just got on your back and like slid right we so, can't let you go without talking about your new album. Right? That's right. That's nice. talk we've got uh, we've got Fourth Street feeling. Also, uh, I want to thank um, Max Gale from Universal Music. He from a, a Barney Miller show? No, no, not 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 Wojoho. It's just oh. a different Max Gale. I think <laughs> okay. um, he sent over four copies and oh. would like to give them to the listeners. 
Would you mind signing them? I would love to sign. We'll sign them right now. Okay, excellent. And then uh, let's hear the opening track on 4th Street Feeling. There's been other albums that came out since uh, The Awakening, Fearless Love, great albums, and now we got 4th Street Feeling, and this is the opening track, Kansas City. Mm. I got my old man's Delta 88. The window's cracked, I'm on the interstate. Just a hundred miles to go On half a tank of gasoline Lucky charms and Tic Tacs And mom's amphetamines A hundred miles to go to Kansas City February makes me kind of crazy A hundred miles to go to Kansas City Still be calling me your baby. So new producers that you've never worked yeah. with on this album? Yeah, this is Jakir King. I didn't know how to say it, so I, I didn't know. want to say it. It's, it took me forever. I'm, I, I was going to say Jack Wire. Jack is what Wire, that's what it looks like. He's like a Tennessee boy. I said, well, how did you end up with a Jakir name? And his mom <laughs> yeah. like, liked French or something. All right, there <laughs> so, you go. Yeah. So, yes. uh, oh, he was wonderful. I mean, he did... Uh, you know the Kings of Leon, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and did Monster, uh, Monsters of Men, and and he um, he was wonderful, and he was so hands off. It was beautiful. Nice. We would just go play, and he's like, mm, "Yeah, that sounds great. Let's, <laughs> let's record it. Yeah, let's do That's it." That's nice. It was really nice. And then Stephen Booker, who's a little more funky, he's from mm-hmm. from uh, England. He did a couple tracks on that I really loved. I I really got. I just sat back, and what I do, what I'm doing now in this part of my career, is I'm learning to just. Relax into it a little bit. I always used to be really, and it's like no, now I can just, just enjoy it. enjoy it now and sit back and and just put a little less out and it makes it bigger actually. And so that's what these that's what these tracks are. Forestry feeling and uh, be real is another one that, that uh, he did. And I just I love this album so much. I'm loving touring with it. It's a very live record. And trying softer. That's what I. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. and, uh, and uh, four listeners are going to get to hear that uh, yeah. with an autograph on it. Um, the Melissa Etheridge Radio Show. Oh yeah, what is that? Oh, that's on an. Uh, it's it's a syndicated show. It's not. Um, it's not like on uh, satellite. satellite or anything. No, okay. it's a show that uh, I've got about twenty five um, stations. Stations. Yeah, that's what you call them. <laughs> <laughs> they still have those. Yes, yeah, barely. Just, and it's funny. It's uh, I, I talk about music. I talk about music. Oh, that, excellent. Uh, listeners write in about the music that moves in. I tell their stories. I I do inside the song where I tell. Oh, this is what happened, and and I tell stories of because I love rock and roll. I yeah. like you. I mean, I, yeah. I go back. I, I we could sit here for hours and <laughs> you know do the whole thing. So I tell stories of that, and then you know, are you asking me to life. be a guest on your show? <laughs> ah, that maybe, like, maybe that's what that sounded like to me. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> ready. Um, and what else? Uh, uh, the, uh, the next tour dates are June eighteenth. Yeah, and, this summer. Come on, I'm going to be around June twentieth. Uh, but the next one, I guess, is June eighteenth yep. in Vienna, Virginia, at the. Filene Center at Wolf Trap. Yeah. And uh, Gary, do you have anything else you want to add before we close it out? Well, uh, they uh, is it uh, melissaethridge.com if they want to yeah. find their local station that everything, might play the yes, show and yes. the tour dates and everything like that. And Thank you. Now, you know something about uh, writing songs and recording yeah. songs and things like that. I was hearing this interview with Richard Marks, and his dad is a famous jingle writer. Did you know mm-hmm. that? Uh, I think I did know that he wrote uh, "Chicken of the Sea" and yeah. Band Aids and everything uh-huh. like that. I thought, oh hell, I could do that. So I'm gonna. I was working on a rock solid jingle, uh-huh. and just like, just like kind of like a like a aftershave one, like uh, okay, and it goes a little bit like rock solid. <laughs> 
What do you think? <laughs> That's it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> then there's the extended rock solid with Pat and Gary. <laughs> what do you think? Is that is that like? Uh, am I onto something? There? There's a real art. <laughs> to songwriting, <laughs> to, to writing anything, and you have it. <laughs> you have what we call it. I love what you're trying to do. <laughs> Can I ask you? How would you do it? Would you? Uh, how would you interpret? She's not going to do that. Come on, shake her down do for a song. Are you ready, 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 and three, two, one, rock solid. Boom. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> Matt, I'm going to thank Melissa. Then I want to close it out the way Melissa closes out her show with uh, like the way I do. Yeah. Melissa, this has been a pleasure. Thank, thank you. So thank you much. for being on the show. Thank, thank you for your music. Thank, thank you for being an inspiration and everything you oh, do. Oh, real quick. How do people win the CD? What, what we'll we? figure that out probably on we'll, Facebook. You will figure <laughs> that out. They can go to the Facebook go to page Facebook. Yeah. and that's when we'll find out. But thanks everyone. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Stephen. And thank you, Melissa. Thank you, Garen. See you next thank time. You, thank you, Melissa. Spectro. And just when it feels right, you say you found someone to hold you. Does she like I do? Baby, tell me, does she love you like the way I love you? Does she stimulate you, attract and captivate you? Tell me, does she miss you? Existing just to kiss you Like the way I do Tell me, does she want you? Infatuate and haunt you She knows just how to shock you Electrify and rock you Does she inject you? Seduce you and affect you? <laughs> 